FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to They Lie About Everything. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Monday, September 4th, officially Labor Day, which in that case I need to say Happy Communist Day since the Labor Day issue began ultimately with the celebration of labor unions as well as an origin into something called the Knights of Labor, which was a noble and holy order of the Knights of Labor, which we'll talk about here in a little bit and many more things. Patriots, right now, there's nothing better than getting a nice day off, chilling out, and having a great pillow to throw your head back on after you take a shower and use your great my pillow towels. So you need to head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards. Check out the great savings. They've got incredible things going on over there. Always the great products. Giza cotton sheets, my towel bath towels, which are awesome. The kitchen towels are awesome. Yes, I have all of these. Yes, I use them. They are great and they are worth the money. And that money is not that much when you add your bard code, bards code in there because you're getting direct to consumer, no middleman, none of that. And that was the great thing Mike did when he decided to go at war with everybody that was deplatforming him and taking him off their shelves, in which case we have, can mark up successfully that the elimination of Bed Bath & Beyond ultimately came because they removed MyPillow from their shelf. So that company's bankrupt. MyPillow isn't, and they're a great company, Patriot company. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash bards. MyPillow.com forward slash bars. Take a look at the great savings that are going on there right now. Your promo code BARDS is there. You're going to find the Giza cotton sheets. You're going to find the towels. You're going to find the bath towels, the kitchen towels. You're going to find the MyPillow 2.0, which is absolutely outstanding, and many more things. So MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS, promo code BARDS. All right, so I want to begin just because today is Labor Day. And Labor Day is really kind of an, it's more than an interesting day. We kind of, I think people already take it for granted. I don't celebrate in the sense of Labor Day. I celebrate the working man's day in, in my heart. That's why we did our prayer on it earlier today. But Labor Day is actually a federal holiday in the United States celebrated, obviously, on the first Monday in September to honor and recognize the American labor movement and the works and contributions of laborers to the development and achievements of the United States. Well, that part's always kind of slid in afterwards. The American labor movement had a lot to do with unions. Beginning in the late 19th century, as the trade union and labor movements grew, it's a nice way of saying unions, trade unionists proposed a day to set aside to celebrate labor. Labor Day was promoted by the Central Labor Union and the Knights of Labor, which organized the first parade in New York City in 1887. Actually, in 1887, Oregon was the first state, my state, of the United States to make it official, make it an official public holiday. That's because in Portland, we're communist. In the southern part of the state, we're not. But that's all right. We can endure that. And by the way, there was a big, this will shock you, 
this will shock you. There was a massive convergence on downtown Portland today of Trump hardcore American patriots. They blocked entire freeways going into Portland today, taking it back from Antifa. That was the motto. So just so you are all aware, those are very near and dear to my heart as we start to see the Antifa scourge removed. And if we could put them into like a big blender and get rid of them, it would be awesome. It is disgusting what they've done to Portland. But anyway, I just wanted you to be aware that Labor Day, it's always about the orientation. But the origins of Labor Day actually are communist because the labor movement is communist in a sense. I'm not a fan of unions, just so we know that for those of you that work with unions, I'm sorry for you. I don't like unions at all. I don't believe in them, and I believe they're extremely anti-American, and I think almost everything they do is anti-American. Now, what's interesting is Knights of Labor, which is K of L, which is officially the noble and holy order of the Knights of Labor, was an American labor federation. This was all part of the origins of Labor Day that was active in the late 19th century, and it was especially in the 1880s, so in the late in the end of the 19th, late 1880s, or however you want to say that. It opened, what it, it operated in the United States as well as in Canada, and it had chapters in Great Britain and Australia. It was also very popular with Catholics. It was probably tied to the secret orders. Now, if you the interesting, if you get a chance, do a little research and look up Knights of Labor and check out their logo. I love this. The logo of the Knights of Labor is the uh, five-pointed star, which is actually Baphomet. If you look at it, you'll see it's the Baphomet star because of the way it's done because the point is down. And at the center of the of the, uh, the this labor group's logo is the picture of North and South America as one union with a triangle covering all of it. And its motto, let's see if I can read this thing, that is the most perfect government in which and injury to one is the concern of all. That's all socialist stuff, hive mind garbage. So, yeah, there it's the seal of the Knights of Labor. That's what you're looking for. So, again, this is all a, a communist, socialist origins of all of our Labor Day. So, in other words, if you're celebrating today, celebrate for the right reasons, like the hardworking men and women that have helped really build this nation, not the unions, Remember, when we settled the West, people were fleeing a lot of that nonsense in the Northeast. And the unions are just, were just an organized mechanism that brought people together to socialize the concept of labor. It comes right out of Marx's belief. So not good, but that's something we're going to celebrate today. Obviously, continuing in the news, and I guess the point of this whole thing is, is literally in the, tonight's title, which is they lie about everything. So they're trying to tell you that today is a day of labor celebration. And they kind of slide that in like the hardworking men and women of America. I, I agree with that part. But the reality of this day is it's origined in the organized labor movement, which is unions, and unions are communists. There you go. Pretty good. Not, and naturally, our federal government endorses it. Our federal government, which is all always looks for every possible holiday they can to take off, closes down. Which, by the way, they say that the federal government only has until the end of the month before they get shut down. That'd be too bad, wouldn't it? Run out of money and not be able to operate. They'll probably pull in some last-second funding bill like they always do, pop the top off of the, of the uh, debt cap, and just keep driving in more debt for us all to wear. But the fact of the matter is that you can, we can at least have optimistic thoughts that the government would run out of money and ultimately fall flat on its face and not be able to function anymore. That would be... 
That would be worth the whole show. So, oh, and breaking news. This just came in. Jill Biden has tested positive for COVID con. I mean, COVID-19, I'm sorry, which means she's just, which probably means she's now been detained for questioning. There is something very significant going on behind the scenes. I don't know what it is, but I can tell you, I'm confirming this more and more. There is some operations going on behind the scenes. Jill Biden being tested. You can probably expect her to come out with, with like Ebola or something so they can get rid of her too. As you may know, the kind of the big news for the whole weekend is that Burning Man became Drizzle Man as they got completely mudded in. I want you to hear this piece. Burning Man is a pagan ritual disguised as a music event, and here are four reasons why. Reason number one, at the event, burners surround and burn an idle effigy of a person to express their core principles, which include self-reliance and self-expression. In Exodus 20, God tells the children of Israel not to make carved images of anything on earth or in the sea and not to bow down and worship them, because that would be idol worship. Reason number two, Burning Man is burnt on the seventh day of the event. We know that in the Bible, the Sabbath, the day of worship to the Lord, is on the seventh day. So if you aren't worshiping God on the seventh day, but burning an idol, it's going to be idol worship. Reason number three, they have a building called the Temple, which people can perform religious ceremonies and rituals in, and it's also burned on the eighth day after the seventh. Reason number four, there are massive orgies at the event happening all event long. At the event, they even have something called an orgy dome, which is an operation the whole time where people are coming in and out constantly throughout the event. In 2 Timothy 3.2, we see that men will become lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient, and unthankful and unholy. So let's guard our hearts, guard our minds, and be sure to avoid the temptations of the devil and be deceived by his wiles by becoming familiar with Jesus Christ and his word. And as always, let's continue to light up Babylon. Oh, yeah, we got to light up Babylon, Burning Man, which they, <laughs> I've been watching these videos all weekend. I have to say it's pretty comical to me and because they all went out there to be like, you know, half naked walking on the desert trying to play like Mad Max meets Dust Bowl. There is there is a piece I would love to play for you. I'm going to end up putting it. I'll pin it in the um, telegram room. It, it's it's epic, but it's the guy is like every second word's an F-bomb, and I'm not bringing that to the show tonight, but he. The great thing about this whole explosion that he has is this is an environmental liberal. I mean, he's like pro global warming, and he's um, but he's he's on on point about the key things. Like we have a, his main theme as he starts with is that we have an exploding homeless crisis, and he says, you know, as he goes on in the absolute brutal rant on everybody that's out at Burning Man. I enjoyed it immensely because he. He literally just lays out the reality that as the awakening is happening, the left is now beginning to turn on itself, which is classic Ouroboros, snake eats its tail, which is happening. Just so we're clear, it is happening. And that's happening because there's so much hypocrisy on the left. Burning Man is literally the cult of the elites from Silicon Valley. They don't get invited to you know the, the other Al Grove places. Bohemian Grove to, to uh, like murder children there so they can have their power for the year. So they go to Burning Man instead. And instead of, you know, like sacrificing kids, though there is rumor that there is some form of sacrifice done there. They do things like the hedonistic way of having open orgies for the, all the days they're there. They inc include children in that. That's been confirmed by some other people I know. It, it's completely disgusting. And on, part, on top of it, which I always find even more disgusting, they don't bathe. So I'll just let you have that one and set with that one in a minute. Like you gag and all of a sudden throw up. I mean, it's just like, whatever. I mean, why does I was watching people in some of these videos as it's burning. They're like laying in the mud and rolling in the mud. I, I'm, I guess that's like connecting with earth mother or something. I, I really don't know. 
So th- these people are total whack jobs. I mean, and it's and it is a ritual right out of Baal and Moloch. It is it is an idolistic worship. They are they are burning things. They part of their ritual is to take their most burdensome thoughts and the things that have weighed, been weighing on their heart and write them down and put them in the fire and burn them and let them be released to Mother Universe. Whatever. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Lord. I'm just gonna stay. Thank you, Lord, for dumping the heavens of rain upon these people to leave them in a squash of mud. And better yet, thank you for washing away their fake rainbows and thank you for sealing the deal with a double rainbow to remind them who the glorious Father in heaven is. Amen. So that we know was done. And it's, I'm telling you, what a group of people that is. Craziness. Well, Patriots, in other things going on, there is a as we talk about regularly, there is a food shortage coming. And it's important that we get our heads around this, that this is not a game, that this fake meat thing is worse than we think because not only are they producing it and starting to mainstream it into restaurants, the problem is they're not intending to ever produce enough to replace the beef industry. They're just trying to crush the beef industry. And part of what's happening in the beef industry right now is you have big players that are trying that are working with the FDA and other agencies, the agriculture group, to force large cattle holders to inject their cattle with mRNA, which will ultimately kill many of them. They don't care. Part of it is to be able to get these get to where in their vision of the world, which is this new, you know, the fourth industrial revolution. And I've not heard anybody, including Trump, not brag about this new era. Everything that they want to do is to be able to be tagged and tracked from origin to your stomach. And that's part of the mRNA injections is to get this this nanotech inside the meat so that after even after it's butchered and cooked, they can still track it all the way into your stomach. So that's happening. This war is actually happening. But the idea is they're trying to wipe out the some of the many of the middle level producers in the beef industry. And of course, right behind that destruction of them are the people that are there to buy up their production and ultimately control the the supply chain system with big corporate entities. Remember, uh, President Trump put Tyson in charge of the food issue shortly before COVID. And Tyson is a, he's, he's just a Nazi as far as I'm concerned. Tyson was single-handedly a major player in wiping out the small farmer chicken industry in Georgia. And they just did it by changing the rules and making it so impossible for the small producer to exist that he, they just put him out of business overnight, literally. So we're, we're dealing with some very, very evil people that are trying to seize control of the food industry, and we have to push back. But I want you to hear this right here on, on meat and the fake meat that's coming. If y'all care about your food security, you might want to stop and listen. You know this fake meat, Bill Gates agenda government-ran crap that's coming into our country. You know they're going to produce 22 million pounds a year. You know how much the beef industry does for the American consumer? 100 billion pounds a year. Agriculture is not replaceable. Actually, agriculture livestock is less than 4% of emissions. If you look at electricity, transportation industry, human impact, agriculture does not even come close to those marks because we are the best stewards of the land and farmers and ranchers create a wholesome and safe product for our country. And politicians, this Biden administration agenda and ugly people are trying to ruin that. 
Y'all, we got to fight for our food supply. No farms, no food. That's absolutely true. And it's something we can't talk about constantly in terms of county by county. You, the most radical thing you can be doing right now is producing your own food. So continue that fight. Don't give up on it. Don't think that we're in a, in a point of a lull. You have to double down now and go harder than ever. Convert your toxic lawn into a garden. If you haven't been doing that already, get good at gardening no matter where you are. Whatever your limitation is on space, maximize it and become expert at it. As far as animals, outside of a balcony in, a, in an apartment, which you could probably find something there too, but outside of a balcony, you need to be able to grow grow some of your protein. So that can be chickens, that can be rabbits, it can be ducks. There's a lot of things. and Or like beef if you have more land, goats cheap. There's a lot of things, but each one of these has a demand to learn and it's a learning curve. And just like I've talked so much here about my cattle, I didn't know anything about cattle a year ago. I'm starting to where I think I can talk enough to sound intelligent on it, but the amount of learning that I have to do is going to take me years. And so it's important to understand that, you know, whether you're doing, if you're going to do pigs or, or whatever you're going to do, chickens, goats, um, you know, sheep, Whatever that is your, your deal, get busy. Get the books, read it. Don't just rely on stuff online. Get in there and get books, read it, have a library, re reference it, learn. If you're going to do bees, learn. And it takes time. It'll take you two or three years to get your feet underneath you, but no better time to start than right now. And growing your food is essential. It's the most radical thing you could literally do. And they're not done with this food thing. I mean, they're, the problem we're starting to understand is that the federal government is highly involved in trying to destroy the food system as we know it and turn people into the dependencies on the government and dependencies on big corporate, which ultimately is about channeling people into these 15-minute cities. Take a listen. Every farmer I know has received a letter in the last 30 days from the Department of Agriculture offering them $3,800 an acre to dispose of their crops. If they do not, they lose 35 cents per pound when they bring in harvest. This is only a 117-acre crop. It will be sold. It won't be disposed of. But they're trying to control the supply chain, ladies and gentlemen. We can't allow that to happen. If you control the food supply, you control the world. Be prepared, ladies and gentlemen, just like I've been telling you. Shortages are coming. Stock up. Be aware. Don't get caught with your pants down because I promise you it's coming. Those are coming right from farmers, and it's important to listen. I mean, it's not just me saying it. I mean, that's why I bring these voices in because it is real. It's very real. And these times in, in we're coming into are things are changing rapidly. Gas prices are starting to soar again. I mean, just saw a report today, depending on where you were in Southern California, they're, in, in certain areas, they're pushing close to 6 or over $6 a gallon. This is going to continue to happen. And every time this happens, you have to remember, no matter where you are, somebody out there isn't able to, is having to make a choice between food and a tank of gas. These are very real issues in our time. And it's important that we literally stay focused and be prepared to help one another because it's the only way we're going to get through this. This is very ugly what's happening, and they're really on the march to try to get things under their control. Now, all of that said, I've got a few things I need to address here pretty quickly. I forgot to do it at the beginning, but it's important I get it done. This Saturday, 
this Saturday, we usually have our morning prayer. Our prayer is at 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. That's shifting this week, and it will shift the next week. So for the next two weekends, that prayer, and actually for the next three, because Bard's Fest is going to remove one. But for the next two weekends, it's going to be on Sunday. Sunday at 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. This weekend, I'm traveling to get new cattle. The following weekend, I'm in Boone, North Carolina, doing training on roasting coffee. And then the following weekend, we're going to be Bards Fest. So the schedule will settle down after that somewhere in there. But this Sunday, this coming week, our prayer Saturday is shifting to Sunday morning at 7 a.m. I'll make sure and repeat that over and over each and pass it around, please. And we'll get it up on Telegram, okay? Bards Fest. Tickets are up. As you know, we're getting a great lineup. Dr. Lee Merritt now has joined the lineup, which is going to be great. Uh, I think we're going to have Pastor Anthony Thomas there as well. I'm still confirming with him. We're talking to Tom Renz. If he can make it, he said he would He would come. Uh, Sergeant Major Joe Vega, Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers. We're going to have uh, Cam Hamilton, Navy SEAL, is coming in. It's it's a great lineup, really is. We have Jaron Jackson is confirmed, the, the uh, common law expert, West Point graduate. Lots of great people. Camping right there, um, and it's not expensive. We have, um, I, there's like 200 sites there. And so lots of things are coming together. So get your tickets. You're going to love it. Uh, remember, they're donation only. And those donation only tickets are, a recommended donation is $100 for the three days. And that's um, what you can afford, though. We're not going to turn anybody away. Always the same thing. Now, Thursday night. Thursday night is a potluck, so we're asking people to bring stuff so we can have a big potluck dinner. That's that's that. And then we're going to be doing, we're going to go all day Friday and all day Saturday. So it's going to be a great event, so make sure you're there. Flemingsburg, Kentucky, great folks up there. Very, very awesome place, very excited about doing all of that. So that kind of takes care of a couple critical announcements and we need to keep focused on as we go through this Communist Labor Day show. <laughs> which is what it is. But we'll get through it. Don't worry. Now, if you haven't been paying attention, the the number of things that are starting to be revealed is pretty interesting. And one of these, Tucker Carlson is literally leading the way on um, t- dropping a lot of these truths. And he's he's obviously made a pivot on what he's uh, what he's doing. By the way, I, I just thought about this because I didn't mention it, but it's important. I'm giving some serious consideration after Bard's Fest, and I, I will probably won't happen before, but just be aware. I'm looking very seriously at moving bended knee back to 6 a.m. Pacific, Monday through Friday. And I, I'm going to give that some thought. It would be an early morning show rather than a midday show. And I think that, and the way I'm looking at that, that that will make it at nine o'clock on the East Coast, 9 a.m. I think that that would be okay for folks there. I'll get some feedback as we go. Six will keep me on my toes, but it will also open up my day. And it looks like I'm getting lots of good response. We might do it before Mars Fest. I'll take a look this week. I'll let you know because it might end up being easier for me to do that show as I drive across country. So I'll let you know. That's a possibility, but be prepared for a shift. And I know we always lose some people in the midst of the shift, but be prepared for the shift and we'll figure it out. But I'm, I'm just kind of put that out there right now. I've been giving it a lot of thought. 
it definitely helps my schedule immensely because that's when I when I'm trying to get stuff done around all my life besides shows having a show midday tends to be fairly disruptive it's not that I'm upset about it anyway but it's just it definitely would help my schedule by moving it back and I think starting our day with prayer is a good idea especially in this time of war that we're in so if there's any objections um, someone says 6 a.m. That's some farmer hours. Yeah, rancher hours, farmer hours, whatever, brother. He's absolutely right. I'm going to be like, I, that's where, let me tell you, when I talk about like coffee in the morning, that's where it's necessary. You get the coffee next to you on the desk and you have it right there with like, it's not a quad shot anymore. I do, I do six shots when I do these shows in the morning. That's, that's a necessary, that's a requirement it's there. I don't know if you ever read the fine print on 6 a.m. shows, but it says six shots are required. And that's literally how it goes. So that, that's a must have. So that's that's a way to get your day fired up. Lightning bolts is what that is. Now, what I was about to say. So anyway, we're back on kind of getting some biz house, getting some business done today, which is important. These are important things. And it's a casual show today. And I really didn't want to get all dialed up over stupid today because there's plenty of it. Let me tell you. There are so many, there's just so many crazy things out here. By the way, I want you to think about this because when we're dealing with, we talk a lot about this. I think we all feel it. It's more than just we talk about it. We're long past the talking. We all can feel the change of something significant is coming. I don't know what it is. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to say, you know, I've given you kind of some pictures over the last few shows of where I think we're kind of going with this. But there's, in a simple systems model, if we look at this society as we are right now, things are agitated, highly agitated. People are getting fed up and they're they're getting tired of the liberal nonsense. They're getting tired of the woke nonsense. They're getting tired of the violent extremism. BLM cropped up today, no surprise, because something's coming up. They're going to have some reveals. We have these neo-Nazi fools that have come out that are that are working with the police. It's all federal folks that can't act. And they're all trying to create this agitation to create a race riot and and, and uh, hate riot and hate civil war in our nation. It's not going to work because we're all sitting strongly with our father. We're all really focused heavily in prayer. So there's a couple of things I want to touch on here that I think are important. And, and here, here's where they are. And we'll come back to Tucker in a minute. But some people have been asking me to do a show, first of all, on January 6th. Okay, I'm going to do that show right now. It's going to be very quick. I am not touching the January 6th topic, and it's a very important reason I'm not. For those of you that are getting dialed up over January 6th, you're getting played. Okay, there's too many anomalies that don't make sense, and this is being done intentionally to agitate. Now, if we take a look just at the raw fact of how many infiltrators there were in January 6th, you're going to have to start asking some hard questions of who's actually being arrested. Now, I know that there's people out here going, well, he's a good guy and he's a good guy and we've got proud boys doing this and whatever. Okay. But folks, there's a lot about this whole January 6th thing that smells rotten. And it smells like a massive psyop to me. And I don't care how many people I've talked to, I keep coming to the same conclusion. And here is bottom line, one of my biggest red flags. And if you have not spent time in jail, so thank you federal government that I got to spend 20 days in jail. Here's the deal. Where are these guys? Why are these guys getting cell phones in, their, in jail? I'm going to tell you that's complete nonsense. 
you do not get cell phones to take videos and do calls in jail. And even if you did, I will guarantee you there is one big mean bubba in there that's going to turn you into a rape puppet if you don't let him have that phone. So these guys don't, this does not make any sense to me at all. Okay. I am thinking there's a couple of things that may be going on. Okay. For one, I think you may be seeing infiltrators working against the deep state plot. And I think that you may be seeing people in there. I'm not saying there aren't any victims. Okay. I'm not going to do that. But I do have some suspicion that there are some people that have been put in play in there for a number of reasons. And some of the people that could be getting sentenced may actually be federal infiltrators. Okay. I looked at the latest case that came out and it was a Trump appointed judge that threw the book at him. It was 17 years. Now that's a flag anyway. So everybody should pay attention to when 17 comes up, regardless of where you are with Q. That's a weird one that keeps popping up. So all I'm telling you is things are not what they seem. So I'm not getting involved in the emotions and the, the families and all this. That's another thing. We haven't hardly heard anything from these families. I know they're apparently out there. I know there's a, there's a vigil, but even the people that cover the event the most, like Gateway Pundit, there is no family connection or discussion going on. All right, so I hear all of this horrors that are going on in, in this. I just have reasons for suspicion, and I don't want to jump in the middle of this fight. I, I will just make it very simple. Whatever the federal government is doing to innocent people, not only is it wrong, but every person involved in that needs to be held criminally accountable, and ultimately that's treason, and treason is punishable by death. So that's I'll leave that. And anybody that's involved in January 6th that's manipulating this story, creating a deception to try to manipulate the emotions of the patriots, I don't care for good or bad, you also need to be charged with it at the minimum of conspiracy for treason, and you need to be throat punched and thrown into a, sh and thrown into a cell and left there to rot. Anything in between where there's true victims will pray. And I hope that that works out. But this is such a convoluted issue. That's why you haven't heard me touch it, because I have looked at it seriously. But it's just one of these things. It's just like, this is nuts. And the more that if you get involved in one of these mud fights, you are literally going to be like Burning Man right now. You're going to be slugging through the mud and not getting out. So that's where that is. Now, if you notice, there's a lot of things coming out right now and a lot of facts that are coming out. Tucker's doing a lot of things. He's a powerful voice, and, and again, I'm always I'm always going to be a little bit cautious when big players like Tucker come in and suddenly start spewing truth. But here's what we're, you, I think it's important for us to get a perspective, especially on this day of kind of a time to reflect. Hopefully you had a great bunch of barbecue going and you'd be eating a lot of meat and all that good stuff. Because when you eat meat, that's American. When you eat, when you don't eat meat, I don't know what that is, but Americans eat meat and they drink milk and they eat butter and they eat cheese and they eat meat. That's because that's what made us strong and mighty as a nation. So eat meat. So anyway, um, <laughs> beef industry is going to endorse me soon if I keep doing that. Anyway, Patriots, the, the, the deal is, is that what we are, when we start to look at all these things come out and Tucker's talking about a lot of stuff, there are a lot of reveals that are percolating out and these things are leading us to an understanding that of how deeply corrupted our system is. And there is a fairly consistent narrative that has been, been painted that at some point, like I've been saying, we all kind of feel like this big event's going to happen. Now, that event could happen in a number of ways. 
I think Trump's coming back in power. I don't think there's any choice of any any option to that. I think he's going to be either put in power or they're going to slow bleed this thing for 18 months and then he's going to get elected. Now, we are seeing some shifts in judges as people are being freed from their blackmail. Apparently blackmail. Well, we can assume it to be blackmail. But they're start but at the same time we're equally seeing a lot of corruption going on and there is a squeeze play going on. But the ultimate thing is that until we fix the elections, we have nothing. We know that. Okay. Here is the problem we have. And this is this kind of dual-edged sword of freedom and darkness at the same time. American people as a whole do not know how to self-govern anymore. They've lost their way. And people have become idol worshipers. They look for Trump. They look for Robert Kennedy Jr. They look for a variety of people to solve their problems. Rather than I'm choosing a representative to represent my voice, they are looking to people to solve their problems. It's a completely inverted model. And Americans have become accustomed to governance in that model. Now, the problem we have going into this is that we have been demonstrated and the world has demonstrated or has demonstrated to the people that governance across the globe is corrupted. So you're hearing a number of things on the background of like, well, we need to get AIs involved. We need to have a benign management of people and rules and regulations using artificial intelligence. All super bad ideas. Unfortunately, and I mean this, there is a body of Americans that are literally so dumb on civics that that sounds like a good idea because they don't want to get involved. And that's the the real risk that we run here as we go forward. Now, I've also said many times here, and I mean it, that when you hear things as as the kind of the Q op likes to say, the military is the only way. And all of us were in that role at some point or another. Um, but the, I've also always warned, be careful what you wish for. Okay, so I want to paint a pretty clear picture here. Besides the fact that our military is completely corrupted in its leadership right now, it needs to have a purge. Hopefully, that will will witness that. And it needs to restore itself back to being a military of the republic, not a military of the hand puppetry of the WEF, the World Economic Forum and the UN. That means we need to get rid of the Europhiles. We need to get rid of the people that love NATO. We need to get rid of the people that think that the, the, the Council of Foreign Relations is a good idea. All these people we need to get rid of. We need to go back to republic-based thinking, constitutional-based thinking in our leadership, and give the big middle finger to the rest of the world and tell the rest of the world if they get involved in our politics ever again, we'll simply erase them off the map with a few nukes, be done with it, and we'll go to our next target. That's literally how we have to start handling this, because we are sovereign, and people need to stay the hell out of our business, and the military needs to start functioning that way, and hopefully that's where we can get back to with this awakening. But here's what I'm cautioning you about. America is deeply corrupted. Here's an example. Over the week, yesterday or, or the day before, there was a, a emergency call 911 in Louisville. And this is just a normal neighborhood looking place. And the, there was an emergency because a woman was screaming out for help. Now, I, this is like your normal middle class neighborhood. And I'm using this as an example of, of how deep and rancid the moral base has become in our nation. The police responded. They came out to the site. They found broken glass on the ground. They couldn't get into the into the house. The neighbors were all out. Now, this is a mixed-race area. This is blacks and whites together with some Latinos. It's all just a normal neighborhood. That's what I'm getting at. This is like cross-section of America. And they, show the, they point to the police. They get a ladder. They climb up to the second story. And the body cam footage is out there. They walk in. They crawl in through the window. And this woman is just in sheer panic, and she's, she's completely traumatized. 
She has a chain around her neck with a big old padlock on it. And she has been, that chain has been bolted into the floor with a big bolt bracket down on the floor. She's been kept as a sex slave. Now, why do I bring that up? Because this is middle-class America and some dude is so morally depraved, he's picked up somebody and turned her into his private sex slave. So I want you to think for a minute of this idea of like, you know, they're going to sweep in and they're going to do all these arrests. We aren't fixing the moral base in this nation that quickly because we become that screwed up. There are too many men addicted to porn. There are too many men addicted to child pornography, child pedophilia. The corruption is rampant, and it's going to take years to rectify this. So I want you now to think of the idea of a military organized community. Essentially, where I believe we're headed, and I'll go out on the limb a little bit here, is we're going to be stepping into a period of law of war which if you remember the famous discussion with Lindsey Graham and Kavanaugh that was there, okay? But law of war, but it's not going to go away quick, and I mean this, and it's probably going to be some restructured version of of the Uniform Code of Military Justice, UCMJ, would be my guess. You are going to see an amazing level of efficiency and judicial harshness likely come in the coming years. And it won't, like I said, it's not going to go away quickly. It's going to be a period of time that could last like 30 years is what I'm talking about. And the reason is this. America has to be retrained on how to be Americans again, on how to be men again, how to be families again, how to restructure a nation because we are so deeply broken. So I would not be excited. I mean, I would be cautious about what's coming and cautiously excited maybe, but we're look at it like this. We're in a period of time where we're literally having to peel back these layers of an onion. And this outer layer is purely the most rancid and most awful. But part of this operation, which is undeniable, because when Trump came to power, he was surrounded by a cadre of military generals. That wasn't just unusual. It was a symbol to the world, a signal to the world that this was a military operation and a coup. That part we know. And so... It was a counter coup to the the deep state that was taking control. But we're handing, it is the requirement of the military is to protect the homeland. But it's also a period of time that they're dealing with people that literally have no clue how to be an American. You don't have any clue about governance. There's been no civics taught in school. People think that socialism is literally social media. All these things are real. So it's going to take quite a period of time to retrain and re-educate the public. Plus, we have an enormous amount of damage that's been done by the vax, by this transgender nonsense, and the propaganda that has literally been breaking people's brains. So don't don't be wrapped around this thing of like suddenly it's all going to be nirvana again. Here's the other part that's kind of uneasy, but it's true. If you're going to get rid of this deep state and you are really going to get rid of it, you are going to have to go to a global form of martial law. Not exaggerating, one bit. Because if you cannot get multiple militaries around the world to start working together and start invoking a form of martial law to track, tag, and locate every single dirtbag out here, these people will find a safe haven, they will start incubating again, and just like they did post-World War II, they will bring that infection back tenfold. So I would not at all be surprised 
if we go through a period and they're going to try to pass it off with you, it's like polishing a turd. They're going to sell it to you like this new golden age. They're going to offer, they're going to talk about Nisera Gisera, potentially. I'm going to talk about some form of new quantum financial system, potentially. These are kind of the outer fringe rumors that are starting to make a little bit of sense. But all of this in the end of the day, regardless of how it works, is all about putting controls and monitoring on human beings. And essentially, you have to become a kind of a prison planet. And in the prison planet, you have to go through reform school. Now, the only question at the bottom line of this is not if the technology is going to be rolled out. The question is, who is going to control it? And that's, to me, what the real fight is. If you're looking what's going on, you need to look at who's trying to seize control of what technologies. And then the question is, are they going to be benevolent or are they going to be tyrannical? That doesn't ever change our mission, though. And that's the bottom line, is when we get down to county-by-county operations, everything we are fighting for is to raise up our counties and to develop the foundations to restore ourselves to republic status and sovereigns of of the land. That means we're going to have local fights with big landowners, local fights with big corporations. We have the training to do to awaken people. And most importantly in all of that, we have to reset this this country back on a rock of faith as we then build each other up to start even teaching people how to have a family again. I had a great conversation today with some friends, and we were just talking about how there was a time, and we grew up, dinner time was always together as a family. Today, dinner time is shared between a digital appliance and a TV. We've lost even the fundamentals of how to do this. So all of this is being said today, just be very real. There's a lot coming, and there's a lot of reveals coming, and it's going to change the way we see the world, but it's also going to require that we ourselves grow up because as a nation, we're infants that have lost their way and we're like derelict children out here running amok. And you're going to see, I think we're going to see a lot of crazy things. It's going to reinstitute the power of free will. And I think people are going to have to live through the consequences of free will that are not going to be easy. All that said, God can do anything he wants. But in the way that we can see things, it's looking pretty, pretty interesting. Now, I'm going to go back to Tucker because it kind of loops in here. Tucker has been dropping a lot of reveals. And a lot of these reveals are targeted towards that independent and that moderate liberal that have not wanted to pay attention to things, but are now starting to listen. And so now we're starting to get to the core of this corruption, which is always the same thing. You'll hear it right here. You know, in 2008, it became really clear that Barack Obama had been having sex with men and smoking crack. And a guy came forward, Larry Sinclair, and said, I'll sign an affidavit. And he did. I'll take a lie detector. And he did. I smoked crack with Barack Obama and had sex with him. Well, that was obviously true. Nobody reported it not because they were squeamish about sex or drugs, but because the Obama campaign said anyone who reports on this gets no access to the Obama campaign. So, you know, there's, it brings up one of the greatest corruption issues that we have to deal with, with that we still have not dealt with. And it, by the way, it's not big Mike because we know big Mike has a weenie and big Mike is not a girl. And big Mike had like 13 or 18 hairdressers or something to try to take that beast and make it look like a woman every morning. That, that's, that's disgusting to me. But anyway, and, and that doesn't even get into the horrific type of parties that they had up in, in, in the White House before President Trump got in there. But here's, here's the bottom line of, what, of this piece, is that we are dealing with a corrupt media that we still haven't reined in yet. 
And the media is truly one of the most divisive and most lethal tools that they have as they continue to push the propaganda into people's heads and get them to believe the lies because these people are just straight up liars. They lie about everything. There's no question about it. And it's just something we have to come to grips with. Now, on this kind of as we kind of wrap this up tonight, one of the things that you hear a lot of rumors about and you're hearing a lot of chatter about is this next pandemic. Most of this is a distraction. People aren't accepting it too well, but I need to be clear. They're not going to stop trying. And so this is a mentality that we have to start coming together on because part of the way we win in this, in this time is it's the people that cause the make choices on what they buy and ultimately watching those systems collapse. Ed Dowd, if you listened to the interview last week, said some very important things near the end of the interview. And what he talked about was that the ESG stuff, which is the, which is the environmental, social, and governance scores that, the, that so many of these corporations have been trying to invoke, which is where you get the Kevin Mulvaney nonsense with Bud Light and all this, and Bud Light now becomes a verb because we're going to Bud Light companies. The point is that the big investors are thought that they could make money on it, but they're finding out that they're losing money. So they're going to start bailing from this ESG stuff. If you think your actions don't matter by the dollars, you're wrong. It's probably one of the biggest myths going out here that somehow Wall Street is able to engineer the public. The public can re-engineer Wall Street if we simply don't buy their garbage. It's important to remember that going in. Companies are going to try to force mask mandates. And they are going to try to do into this new pandemic because they are bought into or being influenced by these big players that still think that they can dictate to the public how the economy works. And the answer is you can't. So as kind of an open statement, and I said this earlier today, if you're a business and you're going to start complying to this mask mandate or a vax mandate, whatever comes out, because you're afraid of standing up to the government, I am going to assure you that your business is going to get ruined and we don't care anymore. The grace period's over. We're done. We're done playing. We're done being patient. For those of you that want to live the mask game, go ahead and live it. But we're done playing. And these businesses are going to get slaughtered. I want you to hear this piece by a young man. He's, I'm guessing his age is around 20, 22 years old. Good voice. Love to hear it when, you, when the younger people speak up on this exact thing. Take a listen. COVID-19, the pandemic, it's over. We don't care anymore. The people who wanted the vaccine, they already got it. The people who don't want the vaccine, we're still not going to get it. Nothing is going to change. I'm not waiting for permission from Dr. Fauci or Joe Biden or the WHO. You don't rule over me. I'm not your subject. I'm a free citizen in a free country, and you do not get to tell me what to do. In this country, we the people hold the power, and the government does not have the authority to mandate that I do anything, and nor does any employer. So you can mandate stuff all day long. We don't care. We'll shut the whole thing down. You want to keep the economy running? You better not mandate vaccines. You want to keep your private business open? You better not mandate vaccines. Have fun running a business with 50% of your staff. Because people are standing up. They're sick and tired of being told what to do by people who don't have the authority to tell them what to do. We're taking our country back. It doesn't matter whatever mandate you put out. We're going to ignore it. You can take your mandates, your vaccines, your masks, your passports, and you can shove them all up your collective buttholes because we don't care. Absolutely correct and well said. And the thing is that we have to take it a step further. And these are kind of the, some of the closing thoughts for tonight. You have to be in the mindset of being willing now to pivot and pivot hard when you discover a company 
is going to push mask mandates. We've become very accustomed to buying things in certain places. We've tried to adapt our buying behaviors. But nonetheless, everything about our culture is geared towards the purchase of goods and services. I don't care whether it's your favorite plumber. I don't care whether it's your favorite electrician. I don't care whether it's Amazon, Walmart, wherever you shop, whatever you do. If they are going to institute mask mandates, we have to have the resolve that we break from that company and never go back. And we have to have the resolve collectively, especially as across the globe as patriots, as big companies, airlines will be one of them, try to force these mask mandates. We have to have the resolve to say, no, we're not going to even use you anymore and bankrupt these companies. It's going to take that sort of brutality that happened with Bud Light for them to wake up to the fact that we're not playing and we're not taking their garbage anymore. They're not going to push it down our throat. We're not going to take the stupid vax. It's not going to happen under any circumstances. And we're not going to play the mask game. We're not going to play their stupid, retarded, psycho, psycho war, whatever they're doing with us. We're done. And with that, just do it with a smile. You don't need to be angry about it. That's the whole thing is everything they're doing right now is to trying to get us to be angry. Angry is low energy, low vibration is how they control us. Walk with God. Have your energy high. Work with the Lord. Pray into that. Walk in prayer. Your energy is high. They can't touch you. Nothing they do affects you. And as we stay in that state, their systems will crumble, and we will witness it. And quite frankly, this is like the epic crumble. This is like one of those things where you're going to hear the whining and the moaning, and you're going to be like, oh, I can't believe my business is collapsing. And so you'll be like, did you do a mask mandate? Yeah, okay, good. Congratulations, you're a dumbass, and you just ruined your business, and we're not going to give you your business back, and we're done. Because we don't have to give you grace anymore. That is literally the attitude everybody needs to have. And as we go forward, I don't care who it is. And every business needs, especially small businesses, need to be warned. They play the game, they're going to get slaughtered. That's very interesting. As I, as I was at the bank the other day, and I was talking to one of the tellers about this coming potential of a mask mandate. And her comment was, there is no way this will ever work again because it, it, people are not going to put up with it. That was a bank teller, which tells me that it's starting to infiltrate into the corporate ranks that people have had it, and that's good. So be strong, be focused. On all these things that we go over, don't get yourself wrapped up emotionally on them. It's just not worth it. They are doing these things intentionally to try to provoke you, provoke us, to get us angry, get us agitated. All of that is to try to drain us down in our relationship with God. Doesn't work. Sorry, can't work. Dump it. Walk away. Put your eyes on Jesus. Praise the Lord. Raise your hands. Celebrate. Sing him. And do the whole thing and ignore these turds because they are dying. And that's the part you need to hear. These elites are dying. They're slowly being weaned out. There are good things happening behind the scenes, and there's great things happening in the movements of patriots. We are going to go through a bumpy time. We are going to have to be re-educated as a collective country on how to be Americans again and how to think again and how to be participative in our government again. There's going to be tons of attempts to try to lure us into these gimmicks of AI and technology. Reject it and hold the line on that. And let the market bear its weight of saying no, because when it does, they can come up with anything they want. And if no one's going to buy their garbage, then it's going to fail. And most of all, be vigilant in your local communities. Be vigilant, vigilant, vigilant. In a day where we say it's Labor Day, our labors that we need to be celebrating 
are the hard work to rebuild this nation. That's our focus. And as we do that, it's going to take us rolling up our sleeves, getting our hands dirty, focusing on what we can do to, to keep our sovereignty in every level and enhancing that sovereignty in our community. It's good stuff. Not easy. Great fight. Worthy fight to win and worthy fight to fight. And the end of the day, all of these idiots out here that are squawking about this or that, trying to talk about socialism, free garbage, free this, government needs to be bigger, whatever else they want, freaked out about the mask, I just really don't care. I mean, I'm literally like falling on deaf ears. It's like, you're the trauma and you're the problem. If you don't, if you want to wear a mask, if you want to take a shot, if you want to start dreaming about, you know, giving free drugs to everybody, do it in your space, keep it out of mind. And don't make it a law for everybody because at the end of the day, we're all going to tell you, go away, roll up in a shell, float into the bottom of the ocean and stay there and don't come out again. And that's literally where most of these people who are mouthy end up needing to be. They need to be silenced. And silence happens when the, when the majority stands up and says, knock it off. We're done playing your stupid games. We're taking this country back. We're not going to get emotional about it. And even if I throat punch you, I'm still going to pray for you. So let's take it back. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. But before we do that, let's pray. Father God, we want to thank you today for this blessed assembly of people on this day. Where literally today, Father, our prayers are for the hardworking men and women of this world. I don't, we're not praying for unions. We're not praying for cults. We're not praying for anything. We're praying for the spirit of America that built this nation. And for those around the world that are listening, we're praying for the spirit of the people that built the nations. We're praying for the spirit of that hardworking, blood, sweat, and tears, give it all, keep going, fail, stand up, fail, stand up, and, and learn to succeed through mistakes. That sort of hardened spirit, Father, that needs to be revived in this nation and the nations around the world. But since today is our Labor Day in this country, we're also praying for that, that inspired way of living to come back again, to be the man in the ring, to know the sense of fighting for victory and also knowing the sense of loss, and to be able to get up dirtied and bloodied and know that we, what we did do always and what we will always do is to fight for victory and to be in the ring to win, and that we will never stop fighting to win. And with that, the world will see. And those with the mouthy and shallow resolves will go away. And as long as we're keeping you before us, Lord, eyes on Jesus, through Christ to you, Father, and we just keep charging and lifting and raising, nothing's going to stop us. We speak these things without fear. And for those that have fear, we pray that that fear will go away. We speak these things with, without vengeance in our heart or anger in our heart or anxiety in our heart, just the pure love of you. And the greatest thing about this walk, Father, is that it doesn't have to be a roller coaster. It's just a level-focused walk in kingdom. We'll pray for you. If you don't want to follow us, it's your choice. But we're not going to start, we're going to take ourselves off this emotional roller coaster and place ourselves firmly on that walk in faith. Eyes level, eyes on Christ, eyes to the Father. And with that, to breathe, to enjoy, to experience this moment in time with the joy in our hearts, to have the empathy for those that are struggling, to raise them up, when we confront evil, to be level about it, to let evil know that it has no territory, no bounds, no control here. And if evil tries to raise its raging head, we'll simply pray it down, turn it over to you, Jesus, and we'll slay those dragons and keep moving. But we're done with the emotional roller coaster. 
And let this be a day, Father, that marks in all of our hearts a day now that the games are done. We're here to take this nation back in your holy name. We're walking steady, eyes on the cross, not going to vary. Nothing's going to stop us ever. And just we put those words out equally for evil to hear. You're done. We're done with you. We're done with your influence. You're not going to bring us down. We're done playing your game. The children of the Most High are back. We're awake. And with us, we're taking this country back. With every step we put on this ground, it is proclaimed to be kingdom space. And moving forward, you have no place to go except to hell. And we're going to help you get there as quickly as possible. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. So just keep it level, man. That is the, the biggest thing. And nice days like this are good days. Just to take some time. Hope you had time with family and friends. Just to relax. Have some time to reflect. Honor the greatness of this nation. We have a lot of people that sacrificed their lives, that sacrificed their their whole lives to build something. And they it's the people before us that built it. And we have the the responsibility to carry that legacy forward. And that's the greatest part of what today represents. It's about the hard grit that built this nation and the hard grit that's still here that will rebuild this nation and make it greater than it ever was before. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait, but this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered 
by those who move forward. And so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 